youngest of seven, and usually the youngest is the you know is the one craving the most attention. I would. Think. I, w- I would say that her I, when I would hear her argue with her sisters, which was often, I would hear the, her on the phone. <laughs> um, a right. lot of times they referred to her uh, as spoiled. Like when her sisters right. and her would get into a fight in person, they would tell my mother she was spoiled. So your mother's expectation in life was that things should go right for her. Nothing bad should be happening to her. For you, yes. For that one over there, yes. But not her. That the expectation was the world should be taking care of her. I mean, I definitely think my mom felt that the world revolved around her. So, yes, it it definitely was. It was her world. I just happened to be orbiting around. (laughs) By the way, Gary, your audio book is on the phone right now and wants to talk about his mom's electroshock therapy. Here is Gary audiobook. Yes, Gary. I was in ninth grade when I began to understand what my mom went through, what those visits to the hospital were all about. The movie One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest had just been released, and my aunts and uncles were talking about it. They wondered how realistic the electroshock therapy scenes were, and then I heard one of them say, I wonder if that's what it was like for Ellen. What the fuck? Electroshock therapy? On my mom? Twice? I went to see the movie right after that conversation. Is that right? Your, Your mom had electroshock therapy twice? Yes, she did. And when she came home, what was the difference, or was there none? Well, she was lethargic for a while, and then and then she kind of, you know, <laughs> you know, Robin always talks about how those fat guys on The Sopranos could beat the band; they could eat through the band. My mother, yeah. my mother ate through the electroshock therapy. <laughs> she, Let me get this straight: from what I know of the old days, when they did electroshock therapy, they they hook these electrodes to you, and then they stick something in your mouth so you don't bite your tongue, right? And then they zap you real good with some electricity. And then you're like, you know, you're like, you know, like, right. whole, you like, have a seizure. That's basically right. what happened. It's, it's, and then, and then how does that cure your mom? I don't know. I, I mean, I really don't know. Neither and, did I don't, they. <laughs> I, don't know I mean, I, it's crazy. Like, who came up with that? <laughs> ben Franklin? I don't, know, I don't know if I talk about it in this the clip from the book, but there's a there's a movie with Angelina Jolie where they it takes place in the 30s and they think she's she's crazy. And they give her the electroshock therapy. And, and I remember it came out like in. Like the 2000s, and I remember seeing it and getting like super emotional because it freaked me out. Like I was like, I like I can't believe they would take a human and put them on a table and hold them down and then run electricity through their bodies and think that's okay. Yeah, like like who invented that? Like they're probably like you know what? Let's run some electricity through somebody's body. I get when they wake up, they're going to be happy they're alive. <laughs> and, you know, it's almost like a, an adult spanking. It's like let's run electricity through them. It'll be so fucked up that they'll behave themselves. Well, well they like were it, doing so poorly with the lobotomies. Right. They just yeah. said, well, let's not cut anything. Let's just electrocute them. Wow. <laughs> took the words right out of my mouth. I think they thought <laughs> lobotomies were too archaic. This was way yeah. more normal. <laughs> Who was her doctor? Bubba the Love Sponge? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have an idea how to cure your mother. Let's throw a toaster in the bathtub. <laughs> What the fuck? It's crazy. And, and they did it to her once, and then they said, well, maybe we better give her another dose? No, she did it, like, years apart. Like, she did it, like, uh-huh. four years apart. Did she volunteer for it, or, like, they just yeah, yeah. forced her to yeah. do it? Oh, she no, volunteered. She went, she, went to, she, she, she went to her shrink. Wow. Which was a whole other thing, because I used to go to the shrink with my mom, because she didn't have a babysitter, <laughs> right? So right. I would sit in the office, and I would play with Highlights Magazine and look at Goofus and Gallant, and we would get in the car. And my mother would sob uncontrollably the entire oh, ride no. home. <laughs> but I had no idea why. 
Right. You know, I was like in third grade, and she would just be. And you know what's so great? You don't even want to know why. It's like, oh, who wants to hear this? She took you to the shrink, got in the car, and would cry the whole ride home. Sob uncontrollably, not cry. And she's driving. And the point I didn't think she could control the car. And then she would get home, and then she would really, she would just go nuts. But um, she had this doctor, and uh, this the shrink is the one who talked her into it. Fuck, was she crying about? I mean, wonder what she was crying about. Wonder what they did in there. There there was one day where she came home, and she just kept she kept um, saying the same thing over again. Papa, I'm sorry. Whatever the fuck that meant. So yeah, my mom used to, to cry all the time too. My mom would go upstairs and some, when I was in high school, she would always say, oh, "I'm going to go kill myself." I'm, you know, and she's crying. She's super depressed, and they put her on all kind of Valium and shit. And uh, and I just, I just got fed up with it. I was just like, "Okay, go ahead, do your thing." <laughs> she never did anything. You know what I mean? I was just like, "Well, don't, I don't threaten like people- me." <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> you. You go do your thing. I'll, I'll be fine. I mean, I, you know, I'll get over it. I told that story last week about how she scared the shit out of the babysitter, you know, by threatening to kill herself with the answering machine. It took me till my middle thirties to realize my mother was too narcissistic to actually go through with it. Right? Yeah. No, they're not ending the party. Because my mom will even get on the phone to me now and go, you know, it's enough already. I've had enough. I've had enough. And then, and then the next breath, she's like. I got to go to the doctor. I go, well, I thought you had enough. I go, I go, mom, why don't you go have a glass of wine? I'm not going to drink. That's not good for you. And I'm like, if you want to die and you need pan enough, go out with a party. Go have some candy. There's too much sugar. You know, you can't have it both ways. I, I mean, I had a crazy realization. I can't remember how old I was, but I, I really remember thinking that there's no way that my mother was going to kill herself because she enjoyed haunting my father too much. And there's right. no way she was going to give that up. Right. If she could be guaranteed an afterlife where she could chase your father, then she would do it. Exactly. Maybe. Right. <laughs> Jesus. Your mom was out there, man. Mrs. Delabate, we think we know the cure. We want you to take a fork and stick it in a light socket and see if <laughs> what happens to you. But, uh, and it would be a whole thing, too, because I would get, like, I remember one one of the times, the second time she had it done, I literally, you know, I grew up on Long Island, and all our relatives lived in Brooklyn. I got shipped to Brooklyn for the summer. I had to go live with my aunts and uncles. I, I went between homes, but I had to live there for the summer because my mom was, I think she was in the hospital for, like, I don't know, 10 or 12 days. And then when she got home, she was in no condition to take care of me. So I spent an wow. entire summer with relatives. Wow. Jesus. I don't know what the relatives were saying. Behind her back. Well, that, dude, they, and then they were going through their, listen, you don't think that my mother was one of seven and she was the only crazy one, do you? Right. <laughs> so I'm going around to all these fucking houses and, you know, it's, it's only. Each slightly, house is crazier than the next. Oh, uh, it was, goodness. it was, it was, you know what? I was going, one of my, one of my cousins had been killed in a car accident like a month before I went to go spend the summer with them. So my aunt, uncle were going through such immense depression and sadness. That I think I would have been better off at my mother's house. <laughs> Man, that's saying a lot. It, oh, I thought you were going to say your terrible. aunt and uncle started calling you like the the dead cousin's the name and stuff. The, no, yeah. no, no. They were yeah. just they were just. They, I mean, it was too raw for them. I, I mean, I can't even believe they offered to take me in. With maybe they, they thought you'd cheer them up, you know. I guess, but and and so watching their depression was so awful. Hmm. It's amazing. Any of us survived. <laughs> I know. Well, Rob, 
Robin, like I thought my, my mother was greatly depressed, you know, but like Gary's, a, you know, she didn't go as far as electroshock therapy, but I just remember my father begging her to be, he said, please, let's become alcoholics. So I'll, <laughs> I'll do it with you so, so that we can at least make you feel better. Wow. And I was like, that'll well, be interesting. an offer. <laughs> yeah, he said, well, what do you want to do? My father was just trying to figure out. He goes, my father's a practical guy. He's like, I'll tell you what. <laughs> what's what's the cure? Be, let's both become alcoholics. <laughs> <laughs> and these two don't drink. I mean, a bottle of whiskey. They had a bottle of whiskey from their wedding. That was still in my house. <laughs> Unbelievable. Jeez. Yeah. Howard, I would, I would, I, uh, all these memories are coming back now. My, my cousin who died in the car accident, he was at the dinner table and he just said he was going to get up and he went downstairs. It was completely not his fault. A guy like drove up on the sidewalk while he was fixing his bicycle. And mm. so now I'm spending the summer there. I'm, I don't know, sixth grade. And every morning I would sit there with my uncle and he would just, he would just stare at the wall, just stare at the wall. And then mm. he would go, he would go, he would turn around to me. He goes, if only when he got up to go out for dinner, if only I said no, he'd still be here. And I'm like, Hey man, I'm, I'm dealing with some other shit at home too. I get it, man, but this is all too much. Yeah, my mom, my, they just took a power line and attached it to my mother's head. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I got problems too. Yeah. And I'm only in sixth grade. Oh, oh man. Jesus, Gary. So, what a fucking just saga. No, no appropriate behavior anywhere. They were good. No, people. they were just dealing with some, they were dealing with some heavy, and Maybe somebody should have said they're not the ones to send him to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, speaking of moms. Yeah. Speaking of moms, I do have to get to that medicated Pete's mom thing. Uh, maybe before we get off the air. I, oh, I medicated get to Pete. It. That's right. What's mm. going on with him? I'll let you know. Uh, Samantha, you're on the air first. Oh, this is Samantha. I hung up on her yesterday. Oh, right from Texas. Today. Actually, today. that was like a couple hours ago. Oh, was that an hour or two ago? Oh, yeah. Why did I hang yes. up on you? I've already forgot. Oh, you were Why? the 7-Eleven lady? Yes. Girl, oh, I'm yeah. 31. Like, God, you were so annoying. Why am I so annoying? But no, listen, I was just calling, like, I was actually going to have, like, a productive conversation with you, like, and you just, like, started, like, spewing out, like, your, like, anger and, like, hostility. Yeah, you, like, you, you were you horrible. You don't know situation. <laughs> you don't know who I was, like, buying gummies for, like. And it's like, here's the deal. It's like, I'm not like, y'all are like, like blah, blah, blah. I found you extremely annoying. All right. Make your point now. Maybe I'll be calmer. What do you want to say? How would you, how would you have found me so annoying? You didn't even give me a chance to talk. You vocally, um, everything about you was annoying. You're just annoying. Some people are annoying. Anybody could say the same thing about you, but I'm sure they could, but they don't. I'm famous. No one says anything. I'm telling you right now, you're annoying and you're rude and you're no. You're, like, you're just saying your I'm annoying because people. I find you annoying. You, you really can't do that. that. You can't well, say why? I'm annoying. You can't well, say why? I'm annoying because I find you, you annoying. annoying. Well, why can't I not say you're annoying too? Because everything I say sticks double to you. <laughs> okay, fine. You're I'm rubber. You're glue. Like, arrogant prick. How about that? I am an arrogant prick. That's how I got on the radio. Okay. Now what do you, okay, what's your fantastic. problem? You're not that famous. Like Oh like yes. Well, you maybe you're right. Oh you are. Maybe you are. Right. Really? How it's yeah, 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 okay. yeah. I was yeah. really trying to have like a productive, like actual real conversation that could have been like well, have it. for people. You, all you're doing is saying over and over again that you, you find me annoying. Okay, I find you annoying. What no, is your productive I, I wasn't conversation? I call you annoying anymore, remember? 
What Anyways, do you want to say? You're what? annoying. Oh, my God. Is that all you can say? Is that all you got? Yeah, really? so far. That's all I can tell you. I'm telling you my audience feels okay. the same way. I know what okay, you are, great. but what am I? I'm rubbing your glue. Or what's I'm your rubbing audience? your glue. Everything you say bounces back onto you and sticks to you. Okay, that's great. Okay, I'm glad we're in fifth grade. But, like, <laughs> I was your audience also. Like, listen, I was just trying to bring up, like, a Good. concern or, like, a point in, like, Okay, you know how, back at the vaccine thing, you know how uh, they were saying, oh, this is a new kind of vaccine, right? Like, this isn't the old type of vaccine where they put a little bit of the disease in you or whatever, correct? And, like, this is, like, an instruction book. It's your mRNA. I know, Robin, ha-ha. And y'all are like, oh, you're not, I'm not a scientist. I'm not saying I'm a scientist. I'm a normal citizen who is just, like, hearing what everybody else is hearing. Like, what are you? So what are you? What are you babbling about? Let me tell you why you're annoying. This is the constructive conversation. I'm wondering why yeah. people are getting sick you're, off of a vaccine. What that you're isn't, doing, that isn't, Samantha? Let me let me tell you, with you what you sound like. Okay, I'm going to help you. I'm, I'm talking calmly no, to you, and you're talking. hysterical. Do you want to have a productive conversation or not, sweetheart? You're hysterical. You're being hysterical. I'm going to tell you why you're annoying. Okay, I'm, I'm trying stupid. to have a, a real like conversation with you. Are you when you're having a conversation, you started already arguing with Robin. Ha ha. You start arguing with me and answering your own questions. You got to slow down and think. I'm going to ask you to think. This is something a lot of people haven't asked you to I'm do. I'm trying to ask you the same thing. What are you trying to ask me, are Samantha? You, what are you after? You asked, what do you want to you know? You said, okay, go on. I just asked you that question. I said, why do some people kind of get sick after they take the vaccine? Okay, Samantha, I'm going to explain yes, it to you. An mRNA vaccine. Yes, please explain it Samantha, to me. Samantha, not... sometimes the immune system after they, not everyone, some people do have a reaction to the shot, which actually is an indication that the vaccine is working. Your immune system mm -hmm. is being stimulated. Okay. And that is why some people have a reaction to the shot that they recover from after a day. Okay. Now, Great. does that help you? No, it doesn't. Am I allowed to talk yet? <laughs> On our phone okay. with Samantha so, is Amanda, who says she, too, needs a second to talk. Go ahead, Amanda. Oh, Wait, just, just give me a second to talk. Like, you're not even going to let her talk. And, like, you're not even giving me a second to talk. Okay, right, I'm going to give you a second. Go ahead, Amanda, who is uh, wants to uh, second to talk. Go ahead. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Hold, hold on, hold on. I was just putting the keys in my car to open the door because the electric lock isn't working. The key. Hold on. I'm just look. Both of you are way more annoying than I am, and I just want to say like you're you're being like so rude, and like you don't even know about gummy bears. I'm like. I just, like, spilled my fucking gummy bears. I'm like, it's not fair. What I know what you're thinking, Robin. Like, okay, you're so famous. Whatever. Like, you're not even letting her talk. Well, Robin not isn't that famous. Uh, she's not that famous. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. She's not that famous. <sighs> I'm doing my best, okay? You're, like, being so rude. Just let, let Samantha talk. Let her talk. Samantha? Hello? She, this woman yeah, could be your talk. sister. This is what you sound right, like. Right, Samantha? Notice that uh, Samantha hello. didn't learn a thing by this phone call. <laughs> oh, really? Thank you, Amanda. Did you did you just get like some new like program or something on your computer that does that to people's voices? 
Like, I'm trying to actually have a conversation with you, and you're going back to acting like an immature little critic. Like, do you want to, like, if you're so passionate about, like, everyone getting vaccinated. You asked me a question. You You asked me a question. And you you didn't answer. You said, did that answer your question? And I said, no. And then you played some weird. What do you want from me? What is the question? Because you asked why people were having a reaction. And I told you the reason. Yes. Yes, but that is for the regular type of vaccines. This is supposed to be a different kind, the mRNA. It's not when they put a little right, bit of, okay. it's not like... Samantha, can I explain it to you? MRNA, that's sure. the delivery system, okay? Correct. Yes, ma'am. What they add to the delivery system is a replica of a protein. When your body uh-huh. recognizes a foreign protein, your immune system is activated. Do you Great. understand that? Thank you. And then some yes, people do. have a bigger reaction than other people. That's the Thank answer. you so much for explaining that to me like a mature Good. adult. Good. Now I'm go sincerely. get the vaccine, you fuckhead. I mean it. <laughs> Bye. What a dummy. <laughs> Thank you for explaining. She doesn't know anything. Just get the vaccine. You don't know anything. You're a big, dumb hole. Oh, Just listen to the experts. You'll be fine. You're an empty vessel. The only problem is I got to live in the same country with you because. Same world. I mean, it's not just the country. Because I can't get herd immunity because I had to explain to you how a vaccine works. MRNA, MRNA. I get it, Robin. MRNA. <laughs> Darling, Samantha, you are a follower. You're not a leader. Stop thinking like a leader. You're a follower. You're a babbling fool. That's all. So what? There's a lot of babbling fools. Just recognize it and do what we tell you to do. I wouldn't even let Benji date her. What do you think of that? <laughs> oh, please, please. Doesn't she deserve that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're going to date Benji. <laughs> wow. Yes, Tina, uh, how are you? Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. And then I have to take a break. Good. Yes. Right. Thank you so much for taking my call. I just want to say I love you. But, you know, when Samantha called, I think the only thing I got out of that was that promo code from 7-Eleven. Could I get that? Yes. <laughs> well, this, this is what we're dealing with. All right, Tina. Thank you for that. That's Tina. Samantha's got nothing to say. I agree. Yes, uh, Richard. In Massachusetts, what's up? Hey, uh, I was just curious if, uh, hey now, hey now, hey now. but uh, I was just uh, curious if that woman's name was actually Karen. Hey now. <laughs> yeah, huh? Samantha the caller. Hey. Yeah, I hear you. But if she's not, then I'm afraid she might have just used the information you gave her to become one. So, <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she definitely fits into oh, that Karen. Cat- Hello, Mike, you're on the air. Hey now, Howard. Hey now. Hey, uh, hey uh, now. I was really appreciating. Hey, now. All right, all right. Move it along. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Well, just so Samantha doesn't feel too bad, I mean, you've even had to hang up on really amazing callers like myself or Apples before just because we were getting annoying to you. So uh, I thought it was really great that you were, uh, uh, I don't know, I don't get why people take the bait with you, Howard. 
They take the bait every time you try to get under their skin, and they don't. They don't know you're just. I'm not trying to get under. I fucking love it. And I'm not trying to get out of anybody under anybody's skin. I mean, some people are just annoying, and they need to know it. Yes, Carrie, you're on the air. Carrie in New York. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. First time, long time since your NBC days. Today is my 60th birthday. Well, happy and birthday. I just want to say thank you. Thank you. You are gorgeous, Howard. I really hate when you put yourself <laughs> down. Um, oh, aren't you I am, I'm recently dating someone now, but at 60 years old, um, have you actually looked around at the dating pool of men your age? Well, it's I found not a that. Pretty sight. I'll tell you what, Carrie, I have found. That when I talk to women in your age group, many times they got to date an 80-year-old guy in order to get anything going. In other words, they can't <laughs> find a 60-year-old guy to date them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because the six the 60-year-old guys want 30-year-old women. That's right. Or, or they think they can get 30-year-old men, but women. But have you looked at these men, these 60? Hey, I look in the mirror. Stunning. It's horrible. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how anybody does it. I don't know Bill how anybody Gates over 60 is going to find dating. this out yeah. soon. <laughs> yeah, well, Bill Gates, Bill Gates is a billionaire. He's going to find someone who finds him very attractive. I, mean, I guarantee it. All right. No, but well, Carrie, you're right. I'm a, I'm a fellow artist as well. I'm an art teacher. I'm a retired art teacher, taught art, high school art for 34 years. And you know that drawing and painting is. 95% observation, careful observation. Absolutely. So, I know you have that skill, but when it comes to your own looks, you're not putting that to good use. You I've always stunning. been, you know, you I, found a, I found a picture of myself from uh, like 20 years ago. And I looked at it and I went, you know, I wasn't so bad back then. I don't know what I was carrying on. I wasn't horrible. But now I see well, myself. I go, now. No, I see myself. Now, I know what you're, you're making a point. I've seen other guys my age and they look like they're ready to drop dead. I mean, like, like, That's like right. you, you go, oh, my God, I'm going to this guy's funeral tomorrow. I mean, they, they look a mess. So, yes, in some ways. Yes. And I've seen them naked, too, which is even worse. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> stop that. What do you do, Carrie, to prepare yourself sexually when you're with a guy? Let's say he's in his 60s. He doesn't look great. Do you keep your eyes shut? Do you imagine other men in bed with you? What do you do to uh, to bang? No, no. You know, at this point I, in my life, I've come full circle. It's really about personality and their outlooks. There's, I mean, there's so many, as you can tell by your previous callers there's so many wackadoodles out there um <laughs> you got to weed them out by their at this time politics their approach towards life are they you know humans basically so right that goes a long way in terms of being you know turned on by people i know what you mean I, I thank god i'm not single carrie i really don't know what i would make yeah, of like yeah, but you are the full package, Howard. You you have the look. Maybe you're, you're right. You're a very youthful, youthful guy, and you have the personality. And trust yeah. me, I've been out there. I've been looking around, and 100% full on. You know, I, you're making I'm me feel better. You're Howard. right. You're the She's right. Because you know what? She's right. I see some of these altar cockers. 
<laughs> if if you if you I see I go on Facebook I see even people I I my you know that I went to high school with or or, or college they look I mean you you go whoa like you can't <laughs> believe it you go what the fuck happened that's an they old look bag like monsters just screaming like you just go oh <laughs> and these Uncle were good Fester. looking people they all look like Uncle Fester. <laughs> there are some oh, people dear. I'm talking about even, you know, men. I remember the women would go crazy for, and I see them now and I go, whoa. And, and then the women, there were women that I would have killed somebody for if they would have just <laughs> looked my way. And, and now I go, man, good thing I didn't kill anybody. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a big waste of time. You're absolutely well, I, I right. have another theory. To, I have another theory too. The single men in this age group look pretty awful. The married men look halfway decent. They got wives right. dressing them, and you yes. know, telling them, "Are you really going to wear that? Uh, no, I need you to shave this way or that way." And they look pretty decent. But the ones that are flying solo, they have no clue. They are you fucking at all, it's, or are you are you are you? Uh... Have you given up? <laughs> yeah. Are okay, you having my sex? My parents and kids are listening. My, my parents and kids are listening. Oh my God! Shut your ears, Maggie Pete. Um, yes, my I have. A, I'm dating a new guy now. It's pretty recent since How COVID. Old? We've both been vaccinated. He is turning 65 in August. All right. How's he looking? He's looking good. He's got a great body, and uh, the sex is very good. Oh. oh, oh, really? Okay, there you go. Well, as you yeah, point there out, I go. <laughs> Father Time has the last laugh. But uh, and how's your body, by the way? You know, you. It sounds to me like you're taking good care of yourself. I am. I do yoga every day. I mean, See? COVID. I probably packed on about five eight pounds i gotta Ooh. i gotta lose some weight but i'm working on it and uh the slot. I, you know, the slot? I i feel like <laughs> i feel like i'm 35 you know you do yeah well yeah, the that's yoga the helps. problem you feel like you're 35 and then you look in the mirror and you go whoa <laughs> i see a lot of these yoga broads they look good <laughs> yoga is a good thing yeah all right carrie <laughs> thanks for the update i appreciate that uh, very much. You are, you're hot, Howard. That's the bottom line. You know, I'm starting to feel that way. You know, listen, I get very depressed about my appearance. I've always been depressed about it. I wanted to be a really handsome guy. Who wouldn't want to be? You know, that's a, it's a great superpower. Uh, but you know, I do see when I, at least I go, that's why I feel Facebook is a very important thing. <laughs> go on there once a month to, to, to sort of get out of your depression. Because I see these people. <laughs> I'm telling you, Rob, if you ever get down about your appearance, just go on that, that thing and take a look at what you're doing. That. I don't need to look at somebody else's problems there are people, to make myself uh, you know, feel better. There are people I knew from summer camp or from years ago in radio. And uh, you go, oh, my God, what the fuck happened? <laughs> By the way, uh, you know, we got into this thing earlier. Before we leave, I, I just wanted to mention that, um, you know, we were talking about famous people running for office. I've had enough of it. But, uh, you know, we talked about Matthew McConaughey. I, I feel he's going to be in trouble because he's going to have to commit to some thoughts about where he stands on the issues. And, you know, the rock he's carrying on, he's going to be the president. I don't know what this rock is thinking. Where is he on the issues? <laughs>
<laughs> you don't smell what the rock is cooking? And I asked, no, I, I mean, you don't know. And, and that's the problem. Oh, hold on a second. Mildred is on the phone. She's 94 and she's dating. Oh. Yeah, yes, Mildred. What do you want? I'm, I'm about to have wind up the show here. Yeah. Hi. I'm 94 years young and I only date 30 year old guys because the other ones can't keep up with me. Right. At okay. My age, <laughs> and I think you're really hot. You feel I'm hot. You on, I look at you on my television back in the 90s, and I always wanted to fuck you very hard. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. Hours. Yes, ma'am. I'm going to take my teeth out, and very slowly, I'm going to give you a gummer, and that's <laughs> when I fuck your cock without my teeth. You know what? You're making, you the Mildred... <laughs> You're making yeah. me feel really good, I got to tell you, honey, because, you know, do I was always have, down on my... Do you have juices rolling yes. out of your cock? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, honey. I want you to take your hard meat and ram it into my throbbing cunt. <laughs> I want you so bad, honey. How I, old is she? She's you. about I know your mother's age, isn't married, she? But I am. You, if she gives you if she gives you a hall pass, I I'm gonna put a tub of Vaseline in my cunt so it's wet for you. <laughs> Thank you. And you know what? You made me feel good. Like that other woman, you say, you know, compared to yeah. other men my age, I'm not bad looking and I and I understand your point. No, Thank a, you. A lot of men your age look like fucking ghouls, but you're <laughs> hot. I know. And you have really nice hair and exactly. my cunt is hairless, so if you were eating me out, it would look really awesome. Well, you know, huh? ma'am, I got to tell you something. Uh, it's a compelling Please offer. Call me Mildred. Yes, Mildred. I, I got to say, it's uh, you know, it, you know, most guys my age, I see them. They look like The Walking Dead. You ever watch that show? <laughs> yeah, they look like the zombies. <laughs> they look like the zombies. A lot, of, the a lot of them look like me. But that's besides the point. You're really <laughs> right. hot. Yeah. You well, know, thank you, honey. Hours. All right. Yes. Do you hours. think you could make love to someone as old as your mother? Uh, Mildred, I could. I mean, she's oh, okay. turning me on. Let me great. have a little phone sex at my with you. Age, at my age, you can just fuck any fold. It's, <laughs> everything's a pussy. What would you do to me if we were alone? I would slowly... Pull down my negligee, and I would say, <laughs> be gentle with me. I'm a virgin tonight. I'm a virgin. And then I would tie my cunt lips into a knot and let you untangle them with your tongue. All right. I gotta, I'm going to go throw it. All right. Thank you, man. Wow. Wow. Oh, look, there's my girlfriend, Marianne from Brooklyn. Yes, Marianne, quickly. Howard, you're the man. I love you so much. You're hot, you, sexy, man. smart. And that's the greatest <laughs> show Say on Robin. the fucking planet. Fuck of all course. these assholes. But anyway, Howard, Robin, you were a question on Jeopardy last week with Anderson Cooper. Yes. And um, I wanted to tell you, uh, Anderson Cooper was decent, but now I think I'm going to go for LeVar Burton because I've always loved him. And Twitter went on a um, like a thing to uh, vote him in, so he's going to guest show host next. So we'll see. Is it going to um... be LeVar Burton? 
I have to say, I'm a little behind on this. I have not been watching Jeopardy. I didn't yeah, see Anderson. I forgot to watch Anderson. I did see the bit where I was uh, a question on Jeopardy, but I haven't seen Anderson do the whole show. So I'm gonna I'm gonna he have to do a review. I will look over all the hosts and then give you my opinion. Okay, Marianne. Yeah. All right. Thank you for that. By the way, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was going to say that um, with all this talk about celebrities now, you know, The Rock says he'll run for president if the people want it. I mean, who, you know, again, I don't know. Look at the people, Rock. Rock. The people don't know what they want. I mean, first of all, I've never heard The Rock say anything political. Who knows where he stands? And this, this, uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey, who I've had on the show, I, I don't know where he stands on the issues. I don't know how. But why don't they think that? Look, I don't they, they, ever well, talk do about a, the issues. Why would somebody vote for me? They did a, a poll and they said already more people want to vote for Matthew McConaughey over the guy who's currently the governor of Texas. And I just said, well, what do you know about it? So I was thinking I asked Arnold Schwarzenegger to end the show with us. Oh, yeah, because he did what, this. He's at the, yeah. Is he at the door too? Yes. <laughs> Arnold, uh, uh, Governor, are you there? Yes. Hi, Howard. Hi. hi. I Listen, was saying I, to. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, no, no. There's this old talk about celebrity governors, and I need to run for governor again. I need to get back into the spotlight, you know? Well, when you say that, in other words, I feel a lot of these people, I don't know what their drive is, but they. I don't feel they have a real urge to be in public service. They 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 want more to be constantly in Love. the limelight. Loved. Yeah. And well, if they there, want to be loved. Something to that. There's something to that, Howard, because, you know, I used to have it all. I was rich and famous in a big movie star. Remember, I was married to a Kennedy, for God's sakes. Right. And I even opened Planet Hollywood, that restaurant that nobody ate at. <laughs> you know, I was on a right. winning streak. You but were on a winning streak. Like, all up. Yes. What happened to you? Well, you know, it, it was, you know, big movie star Maria Shriver. And then I, I fucked my maid, you know. Right. I have a kid from it, which is fantastic, you know. But my son's last name isn't even Schwarzenegger, you know. And then right. I know that everybody there loves to laugh at me, banging my maid. I get it. But, you know, <laughs> it's hard now. I see these celebrities running for governor, and I'm getting these these urges again. You know, even while well, even Caitlyn Jenner is saying she is going to run for governor. Yeah, of course, and and why not? You know, now with this Gavin Newsom with the recall happening later this year, everybody has a chance to do it. And uh, you know, I'm getting these urges again. You and know, you want to uh, be governor. You want to yeah, be, you I, feel it will thrust you back into the limelight. Of course. You know, ever since I stopped being governor, all of my movies, now they stink. <laughs> I, I even did a shitty reboot of The Apprentice that nobody watched. And, right. And Donald became president of America. What the hell? Come on. You can't be you president. You almost governor, Howard. I know. You, you, you can't be president because you were born in another country. Yes, I've reached the peak, and there's nothing more. Unless, of course, I talk to Elon Musk, and maybe I can be president of Mars, but it's a pipe dream. <laughs> right, well, you sound depressed, if I may say so. I am, I am. I, I apologize, because normally I call, and I have all of this energy, but, 
You know, it's just bringing back all these memories of when I was successful and when I was popular and everybody loved me. And now all I do is just call the show and jizz all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right. I've well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> well, you know as well as I do, Arnold, a governor, that once these guys run for office, they've got to then say what their position is. And then a lot of times they're not as popular. In other words, I don't know anything about The Rock. I don't know anything what he believes. Of course. He's got, you know, he's got all these movies he's still doing and the bullshit. He's bald. I mean, who's going to elect someone who's bald? He's so <laughs> shiny. You know, that's right. distracting. Uh, you know, I don't like it. Does he have a body, better body than you? Do you worry about stuff like that? It, the Rock is a great physique, but it's not all about that, you know. It's all, also about having a great personality and being able to communicate with people from both sides, you know. The Rock has a bad personality? Well, he's, let's just say he's been hit a couple of times over the head. Maybe, you know, too much <laughs> wrestling. Right. Yes. So, so, in other words, once he actually has to run against a candidate, he'd have a hard time. Well, of course, you know, and uh, of course, you know, you have to think about it. He may even have additional competition. George Takei may even run for governor. You know, this it's, is something he, you should ask him tomorrow. Could he be, um, could The Rock with his physique be a Mr. Universe like you were, or is he not even in your league? Okay, well, listen to this. You know, this is a little mean, but I have to say it. You know, The Rock's name actually just comes from his personality. He's like a rock, you know? <laughs> right. Right, he's dull. Yeah, uh, yeah, it yeah. is. It's the truth. What about his physique? Does he have the calves to be a Mr. Universe? Does he have the buys? Does well, he have the yeah. tries? Does he have the latches? If you do see a little bit of his movies in the camera, kind of gets a nice angle. I'm not going to deny it. I get a little aroused, yeah. Mm. No, come on. Seriously, is he at the level of competition that you were at? Well, he's training different parts of his body. So some things are maybe even bigger and out of proportion than they should be. So he's right. like a, a, a kind of a Frankenstein, you know? <laughs> yes. He, in other words, you were perfectly proportioned. You didn't of have. Course. And my muscles yes. actually worked. He's just glamour. Right. Right. You could lift things. You were, your, your muscles had a point of view. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, at home now, I'm just doing things where I, I take care of animals. I have a donkey and a mini pony, and I lift them every morning. They eat <laughs> about 200 pounds. It's a hard work. you got to sustain it every day. Right. You had a beautiful physique when you were Mr. Universe. I mean, oh, my abs were perfect proportion. Beautiful. beautiful. I mean, yeah. yeah. And your head. Now I'm too old. I can't even beat the shit out of anybody in my movies. How does Jackie Chan do it? But you, you, you know, you know, I see The Rock. His head looks a little small next to his body and his biceps. Your head seemed very balanced with the rest yeah. of your body. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And if it ever looks out of balance, I just put a stogie in it, you know, to distract people. <laughs> Could The Rock pl have played Conan the Barbarian or the Terminator like you did? You're, you're a much bigger star than The Rock ever will be. Is that correct? There's a reason why they don't give him many lines in these movies, you know. He's just mostly jumping, falling, catching, and, and screaming. That's it. Yeah. You, when you played the Terminator, I don't think anybody could have done a better job. I don't think The Rock could do a better job than you. Of course. And I had very, very complicated lines. Nobody played such an authentic robot like me, you know. Yeah. No, you did a good job. I mean, I loved it. I, I, it's he a doesn't classic. Have a, People still the, the watch Rock, it. 
He doesn't have a catchphrase like you did. Hasta la vista, baby. He doesn't have that. Yeah, yeah. I'll be back. Well, he, he does have a catchphrase, <laughs> actually. You know, do, do you smell what the rock is cooking? Yeah, shit. <laughs> is that really his catchphrase, Arnold? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just so stupid. Do you smell what the rock is? Why are you talking about the smell? What the fuck is wrong with you? This and guy, why is he... And why is he calling himself The Rock? You don't say hasta la vista, Arnold Schwarzenegger. You say hasta right, la vista. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, what the hell? This guy is, you know, he's got this image that he, that he built up in the fan base, so he's got to keep it all up, you know. If you want to see my movies, remember, I'm The Rock. Right, right. You never did that kind of promotion. No, no. And if anybody says I did, they're lying. It's bullshit. And could The Rock riff off of Danny DeVito like you did in Twins? <laughs> Danny, I love Danny. That guy was so small and weird. Oh, he should run for governor. Maybe right. my vice governor. This is getting <laughs> me so excited, Howard. Oh my God, the, the opportunities, the chances, everything is opening up. This is fantastic. You know, it, 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 the, the what the what you did in Twins, you proved you could go from action to comedy. I don't think The Rock could do that, dude. Could he? Yeah. <laughs> and the sad part is everybody laughs at all of his action movies. <laughs> <laughs> there's They're no way supposed the, to. There's no way The Rock could be in Kindergarten Cop, right? I mean, there's just no, no way. No, no, no. Maybe, maybe he's in the special ed cop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All yeah, the yeah, little, yeah. you know, the the mentally challenged children. Are like, oh, 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 the Rock. Oh, yeah. be great. Arnold, I don't know if you want to say that. Uh, well, crazy. come on, wrestling is fake. Think about the fan base. Those guys are all a little slow. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, so you say you ran for governor, but these other celebrities probably should stay out of politics. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah, but of course it is. You know, it's it's exciting because when you're governor, you can do anything. You know, right? I remember when I was recruiting my secretaries. You know, I I interviewed them in the tight business skirts, the high heels, the nylon leggings, and that was just for the men applying. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me tell you, I think I've learned Robin, a lot about... Would you vote yes. for me? Well, I think I would because I think you're well thought out and you've always been interested in politics. Like Howard says, these other guys, I've never heard them say anything. Robin, could you say it a little bit slower? <laughs> I will vote for you. I will vote for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Robin. Arnold. Yeah. Oh, Arnold. I think I'm going to explode. <laughs> hey, Arnold. Maybe you should be like, uh, Caitlyn. Maybe you should be like Caitlyn Jenner and become transgender. But how maybe would that then be you could possible? run again. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. I mean, the female perspective, that's a whole other thing. I've never experienced it before. I'm very masculine. I'm a man. I mean, pfft. Ronnie did something where he turned into a woman, but that's bullshit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, would listen. You uh, hypnotize me or something? I would have you. You know what? I'm going to have you. I'm going to invite you on the show and hypnotize you into thinking you're a woman and you can evaluate the male staff. Mm. That's fantastic. And I could run for governor again as a woman. Howard, you're a genius. I love you. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. There you go. Bye. That's, uh, bye. Bye, that's, uh, Arnold. Arnold. <laughs> what a bonus. Anytime we need him, he's here. Well, he has nothing else to do. He's right. Those movies aren't going anywhere. <laughs>
Imagine and that's what, a great... what they ought to think about, too. They might be ruining the one career they had that was working. Mm-hmm. You know, it's amazing. Um, I was trying to get Arnold to say something negative about The Rock, but he's such a gentleman. He really he really didn't. Uh... He doesn't we do can't, that. We can't even get our fake Arnold to uh, <laughs> say something <laughs> negative. He's <laughs> a <laughs> character. All right. Listen, uh, everybody. I didn't get to uh, Medicated Pete's mom, but that's, right. uh, that'll be that'll, I didn't that'll know it's about Medicated Pete's mom. Medicated Pete's mom. Uh, I'll do that tomorrow in honor of Mother's Day coming up. Also tomorrow, George Wonderful. Decay, the real George Decay, will drop by and say hello to us, be the announcer for the morning. Um, it'll be nice to at least check in with. Yeah, yeah. George. We haven't talked to George in a long time. Last time we spoke to him, George, um, he says it wasn't his idea, but. He was uh, needing Brad to get him something, so he stood there with a bell, a little bell, and he he rings the bell, and he goes, uh, Brad, Brad, and he rings the bell. And, <laughs> and Brad never we, comes fast enough. You know, he's ringing that fast. bell frantically. Where is that Brad? <laughs> but uh, we'll see what's going on in that house, and uh, George is always up to something great. You know, I was looking at a picture of him yesterday, speaking about people who are well-preserved. This guy, yes. I think, is 80, 84. Four or two? 84. 84, and he looks fantastic. I mean... Yeah, he, he still looks like Mr. Takei, you know. Uh, you mean Mr. Sulu? Mr. Takei and Mr. Sulu. But, you know, no, a lot you of meant people Mr. Sulu. At, the, at, the, at that age, they don't even look like they used to look. Yeah, but you can still recognize him. You're absolutely yeah. right. You can still recognize him. In fact, uh, the picture I saw, he was, you know... He says he and, and he did it for me. He he can do a hundred push-ups. I, I find that amazing. Still, yeah, yeah, amazing, amazing, right? Yeah, and I did mean Mr. Sulu. I know you did. I know. <laughs> I know what you meant. <laughs> I did. I did eight push-ups the other day, and I thought I had climbed Mount Everest. <laughs> and then my upper back hurt the rest of the day. Oh dear, it's fucked up. Musculature. Yeah, you used to do those chin-ups and push-ups. Oh, my God. I used to do so many pull-ups. Yeah. Now I do them in the back of my head hurts. <laughs> it's over. It's over. It's over, Robin. Everything hurts. Yeah, remember George? I said, George, prove you could do the push-ups. And he not only did push-ups, but he did them into naked Richard Christie's crotch on the show once. And he did That's it. right. Yeah. Right into his Amazing. Penis. Yeah. What a show. What an important show. Yeah, Steve, you have the last word. Go ahead, and then I got to go. Stevie, Howard. New York. Yes. I was great soupy sales knocking on the door. I love that. Thank you. Thank God somebody gets my references. <laughs> I get it because I'm older than you, but, you know. Right. Soupy. Rest in peace, but Soupy. Thank you very much. I had fond right. memories of listening to the door knock. All right. Thank you, Steve. Finally, a true fan. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.